Dear partners, friends and supporters of Konrad Adenauer Stiftung, it is my pleasure to welcome you back to our podcast after a lengthy break. The last episode was recorded in summer, even before the presidential elections. Back then, we promised you we would have a new episode on the topic of the mood of Belarusian society. Well, Belarus, shortly after this, would make headlines throughout the globe. People could follow what was happening very closely and could share the hopes, excitement, the anger, the pain and the confidence of the Belarusians looking at these inspiring but also very often frightening images. What we see today is that Belarus is not making the main headlines in many countries anymore. And this is a reason for us to come back to you to give you insights into what is happening in the country. These past almost five months were times of difficult experiences for many, of hard decisions, but also of very significant events that unfolded in this country and which even have historic character in many regards. Some observers even speak of the breakthrough in the formation of the Belarusian nation. And the events that unfolded in the second part of 2020 in Belarus were in some way already described by the Belarusian literary classic Jan Kupala in his poem Achtotamidzie, and Say Who Goes There, written in the early beginning of the 20th century. So Belarusians have a really long way behind them and are close to the final act. And as a reflection of achievements of Belarusians this year, and yes, they can and must be proud of themselves, we have asked our guests to make some personal inputs on the topic of this edition. Our first guest is a famous Belarusian sociologist, Andrei Vardamatsky, and we have asked him to describe us the path of Belarusians through 2020. What has happened to Belarusian society this year? 2020 for Belarus. This is a piece of planet Earth over which COVID's view scored instantly caught fire and burned faster than anyone else. Combining with the gunpowder of economic distress and fueled by the fire of a new media, it erupted from the flowing lava of cruelty from beings in black. The poisoned smoke of the authorities' mistakes and total falsifications that did not dissipate blew up the smoldering Volcana for years. The Volcana has been preparing for an outbreak for a long time when its tectonic value, educational and production structure changed over a decade. Right now, tectonic shifts are taking place on this piece of the planet and on a map of this part of the Earth, we will never see the previous landscape. Thanks a lot, Professor Vardamaski, for these vivid insights. And now we would like to share with you the mood in Belarus now, through the perception of our second guest. We have asked Maria Skarahot, a female activist and our long-standing partner from Minsk, to tell us how does it feel like to be Belarusian today? I think it is pretty much like this year in general. It's horrible and pretty scary if you think of it, but so exciting at the same time. And it's been a real eye-opener to me, because you suddenly start looking at your own country the way you haven't seen it before, and you realize you're part of something big meaning both the events that are happening and will clearly take their well-deserved place in history, and also being part of the nation. 
that's suddenly free, independent and self-respectful. It is scary because you never know what happens tomorrow. You can't really plan much ahead since you may end up getting a prison sentence tonight. And many of your friends already have. But it's also exciting, which is, I think, one of the reasons I still haven't left. Because you get a chance to experience solidarity at its best. You see the beauty of hundreds of thousands of people coordinating themselves. And the way it's done, you know how efficient it is, how beautiful it is in its unpredictability. You just can't but admire it. When something happens, like, for example, the secret inauguration, and you straight away feel pissed off and you know you'll go out and protest today. And even though there has been no announcement of any kind of demonstration yet, you somehow know and you are sure that many people you've never met in person feel the exact same way. And you know when you go out, you won't be alone. So I think the main way it does feel now is it feels great to be part of the nation that's growing and to be able to see this nation growing. It's also a little magical because we in European Youth Parliament Belarus and also many more NGOs around the country have been trying to make some changes that have happened themselves over the last six months with no direct effort from our side. And if you think of it, no one really knows how and why. You can't explain it fully and you wouldn't be able to repeat it if it wasn't for the events that are happening. So I think in the end, I'm really glad and happy to be experiencing this. Thank you, Maria, for your work and for this touching description of the Belarusian life. The year 2020 was challenging to all of us in many regards. And neither the pandemic nor the political crisis in Belarus are over as we welcome the new year. In the Christmas story in the Gospel of Luke, the angel of God says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. In the fading year, the people of Belarus gave us an inspiring example of peacefulness, love, strength, unity and charity. May these values inspire us all and guide us in the next days, weeks and months. To all our listeners, Merry Christmas to you and your families. Stay safe wherever you are and see you in the new year. Thank you for your interest in our work and your support. Thank you.